welcome to the Couples Coffee and Conversation Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Robin May, and presented by IBelieveInMarriage.com. This podcast is the place to gain tips and strategies to help you experience the love you've always wanted. Listen, marriage does not have to be lame, boring, or whack. We can laugh, love, and have a good time. So here is our promise. We will keep it real, stay relevant, but our goal is to never, ever compromise Christ. Visit IBelieveInMarriage.com slash podcast for more information. We are super excited to open up opportunities for your business to sponsor our podcast. Simply email us at contact at IBelieveInMarriage.com. I can't wait to dive into today's content, but first, go ahead, tell your family and friends to join us. Let's grow together. Welcome to episode 19 of the Couples Coffee and Conversation podcast. It's your girl, Robin May. I just wanted to say that people say that on TV and on the radio all the time. So I think I'm going to start saying that it's your girl, Robin May. (laughs) Hopefully I am your girl, but I am definitely your host for this conversation. How is it going? We at the point of this recording are in the fifth month of the year. And I'm praying that this year is really shaping up to be a great year for you and your spouse. I want you to really stay connected to what we are doing here at I Believe in Marriage and definitely to this podcast. You can stay connected and subscribe to the podcast by going to IBelieveInMarriage.com slash podcast. The I Believe in Marriage Network is all about empowering couples to truly experience the customized marriage that God intended for them. And our goal with our podcast is to have transparent and intimate conversations with individuals and couples to help us all on our journey. If you want daily inspiration for your marriage, make sure you're following our Instagram page. It is I Believe underscore in marriage. I am there every day connecting and talking and just getting to know people and hopefully encouraging them on their journey. I'd love to come and share at your next event. My calendar is open. You can go to IBelieveInMarriage.com slash founder and fill out the request form. All right, y'all, our conversation today, our topic is stay away from the roommate zone. I have just accepted that that is one of my calls in life to help couples stay out of the roommate zone. So during this episode, I'm going to share with you 10 tips to help you stay away from the roommate zone. And so for our freebie, I'm going to give you those 10 steps or those 10 tips and one question you and your spouse can ask one another to assess where you are on this topic. Okay. So to get your hands on that, go to IBelieveInMarriage.com slash episode 19. The freebies are great because it allows you to have at your disposal exactly what we talked about. And what I encourage you to do is maybe get you a folder that just says, I believe in marriage podcast, couples, coffee and conversation podcast, and keep all the materials there. And then you and your spouse can have a set time, maybe once a month that you just go through the materials and see which one you want to focus on. Okay. That was a great tip for you. So go on over to IBelieveInMarriage.com slash episode 19 to get your hands on your freebie. Y'all ready to get rolling? Listen, my goal is to keep this conversation under 30 minutes. Do y'all think I can do it? I want to keep our conversations at 30 minutes or less. So do y'all believe I can do it? All right, we'll see. In my years of working with couples, I am always looking y'all and noticing what I call undercurrents or themes that occur in relationships. Because here's the deal. We are all more alike than we think. 
That's why I am so adamant about couples or people, period, getting off of what I call isolation island. See, once you realize that your situation isn't that much different than the person next to you, instead of lamenting over how bad your situation is, you can learn how to resolve it. Because I can promise you, somebody else has already gone through what you're going through and can give you some strategies so your go-through doesn't have to be as difficult. So I shared that our topic today is stay away from the roommate zone. So you may be wondering, Robin, what in the world is the roommate zone? Well, many of us have heard of the friendship zone. That happens when people are dating or you're getting to know someone and one of you starts to have romantic intentions and the other person feels the relationship is simply platonic. Unfortunately, some people find themselves perpetually trying to get out of the friendship zone. Well, the friend zone or the friendship zone is what happens with singles, but married couples have their own challenge. If married couples are not careful, they could easily find themselves in what I call the roommate zone. The roommate zone is when you and your spouse have started to operate more like two people who are just cohabitating and not two people who are building a life together. Listen, you start to operate like two people who are just cohabitating and not two people who are building a life together. Listen, you may pay bills together. Maybe you may not even do that, but let's just say you pay bills together or, you know, in some situations it might be, You pay your bills, he pays his bills. Maybe you help one another out with the children. Um, Maybe, you know, y'all might even still sleep in the same bed, but the bond between the two of you is friendly at best. Listen, the roommate zone is when challenges between you and your spouse, or maybe it's not even challenges between you and your spouse. Maybe it's just the challenges of life have lulled you into a bit of complacency or contention and that contention is impacting your connection oh y'all need to tweet that let me give it to you one more time the roommate zone is when challenges between the two of you or maybe just the challenges of life have lulled you into a bit of complaints complacency or contention and that complacency or that contention is impacting your connection And listen, I actually believe that many couples find themselves in the roommate zone at some point in their marriage. Can I tell you that one more time? I believe that just because of the nature of life, the realities of life, what happens when you're trying to balance all that we have to balance, I believe that most couples can find themselves in the roommate zone at some point in their marriage. I hope that helps you to take a deep breath. Again, when you know other people have dealt with what you are dealing with, if you know that you and your spouse are not as crazy as you thought, if you know that even couples who are more often than not really happy, they have a good relationship, but they can find themselves in this kind of season, maybe that will help you to keep hope alive. So yeah, being in the roommate zone can happen to the best of us. I want you to hear this. Staying connected in your marriage, it doesn't just happen by happenstance. A couple has to be intentional about engaging with one another in a way that nourishes all aspects of their relationship. If there is a lack of intention, 
past um, being passive and neglect begins to creep in. And with that, the roommate zone can become the norm. When there is a lack of intention, when you are not intentionally working on your connection, you can begin to be passive and you can begin to neglect your relationship. And that's how the roommate zone can become the norm in your relationship. So the roommate zone can happen to even happy couples, but you do not want that to be your norm. You want to be able to pay attention to it. You want to be able to say, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not operating as if we are uh, building a life together. We're kind of doing our own thing. You can recognize it so that you can fix it. So what do you do? How do you fix it? I want to share with you some very practical ways that can help couples stay out of the roommate zone. Y'all, these strategies are very practical. And I really believe, I'm telling you, I really believe, I have seen it in my own marriage. I've seen it with the couples that I work with. If you can pay attention to these 10 steps, I really believe you can see a difference, okay? As always, our podcast and the I Believe in Marriage Network is based on biblical principles. So it goes without saying that the foundation for this conversation is the importance of staying spiritually connected through prayer. So with that in mind, I'm going to give you 10 additional tips. I'm just going to assume that we are on one accord with prayer being critical. So let me give you 10 additional tips, all right? Remember, we're keeping this under 30 minutes. So I think I have like 22 more minutes to go. All right. So here's tip number one. You have to keep it real to keep it right. Remember, you don't even have to take notes. Just go to IBelieveInMarriage.com slash episode 19 to get all 10 of these tips. Here's tip number one. You have to keep it real to keep it right. I think I told y'all during our last conversation, but lately I have been on this kick about the importance of awareness. And I guess I shouldn't call it a kick because that might minimize its significance. I have been really focused on helping my clients understand that awareness is the first step towards change. You must be aware of what's going on. And maybe I need to add another word. You have to admit what's going on. So again, tip number one is you have to keep it real in order to keep your marriage right. Living in denial is not healthy for couples. If you want to stay connected, you have to be honest with one another about how you are feeling in the relationship. You have to be honest with your spouse about what you need. You and your spouse can easily fall into the roommate zone when you ignore issues in your relationship. Okay, I I wasn't even going to go here, but I really felt this right now. So let me go here. Okay. A lot of times when there has been um, some type of betrayal or disappointment in the relationship, the person who did the betraying, the person who did whatever it was that was done, may sometimes not feel as comfortable expressing what their needs are in the relationship moving forward because they feel like, well, I messed up over here, so I just need to suck it up. But I'm telling you, that's dangerous. Once you and your spouse have um, started the process of reconciliation, you've put the things in place to deal with the betrayal. Now, that's, that's important. You've dealt with the betrayal. You didn't ignore it. You didn't minimize it. You didn't brush it under the rug. You've dealt with it or you're dealing with it 
together and probably with a third party, the two of you need to sit down and identify. So what are the needs for both of us in the relationship? Because even if you did wrong, if the two of you are going to stay together, you both need to feel satisfied in the relationship. So you don't want to call yourself sucking up, ignoring what you need, because that just sets you up for a failure. All right. I wasn't even planning to go there, but I did. All right. So listen, you have to be honest with your spouse about what you need. You and your spouse can easily fall into the roommate zone when you ignore issues in your relationship. Assuming your spouse knows what you need in the relationship is dangerous. You shouldn't make that assumption. It's important that you share what you need and that you ask the tough questions. Now, let me say this. Even with that in mind, successful couples understand that there are ebbs and flows of a relationship. Successful couples know not to be afraid of the seasons when things seem a little bit off because they know what it takes to get back on track. So this doesn't mean that if you're going through a stressful time for a couple of months that your relationship is going to fall apart. But the two of you have put some things in place to make sure that you can pay attention to those times. Okay, so. You want to make sure if you feel a disconnect that you don't ignore it, but that you put some things in place for the two of you to reconnect. Okay. so tip number one, you got to keep it real. If you want to keep it right, you got to say, look, something's missing. Something's not working here. Let's deal with it. Tip number two for staying out of the roommate zone. Some of y'all not going to like this one. Can I go ahead and tell you before I even give it to you? Can we just go ahead and take a deep breath? Don't get mad at me, but this is true. Tip number two is you got to give one another space. Now, that might sound counterintuitive to this entire conversation, but learning how to maintain a healthy balance of time together and giving one another some me time or time to do something that you enjoy is very important. Listen, researchers have found that couples that are highly satisfied in their marriage, they found a way to effectively manage this dynamic. Listen, again, I'm going here. I didn't even mean to, but I'm going to go here right now. Often when someone is unable to accept this idea of this idea of needing space, I begin to explore with them. If I'm working with them, I begin to explore their childhood history and I can often find a place in their life where there has been challenges with abandonment or an inability to create healthy attachments. Those are two things I often find. Or if it's not from childhood, people who have a hard time giving space There might have been um, a lot of challenges with trust in their previous relationships or this relationship. So I want you to hear what I'm saying. Spending time together is very important. It's critical. We know that, especially with how demanding life is. But it's also important that you give one another space to do things that you enjoy. Maybe it's a day shopping with the girls or a round of golf with the fellas or even just a day to yourself. Having time apart can be good for your relationship. Um, Now, if this concept makes you feel uncomfortable because there has been a history of deception or there has been a foundation of mistrust that has been, been laid in your marriage, it's important that the two of you, going back to tip number one, are honest about that. And that might require some additional support from a, uh, a trusted professional or a confidant. And listen, when I'm talking about needing space, I can tell you that when I'm working with couples, um, it, again, I've told you guys before that. Um, when I'm working in counseling or coaching for that matter, 
it's not my responsibility to t- project onto a client um, what they have to do. I'm there to help you get strategies and tools and you pick the things that you believe are going to work for you. So I was working with a couple one time and there I they bought into this. They, they loved this concept. But when they talk about time apart, their time apart was way more time apart than I would have felt comfortable with. But again, it's not my marriage. They both felt comfortable with it. And so as long as it was working for them, I could support them. Now, the moment that it started not working for one of the people, that's another issue. So you customize this for which what works best for your marriage. Okay. All right. Tip number three, in order to stay out of the roommate zone, give grace the way you want it. Friend, can I help you? Or maybe should I say, can I help your spouse? Listen, oh, lean in, lean in. This is going to shock you. You are not as easy to live with as you may think you are. Ouch. I know. I know that that did not feel good, but I promise it's all good. The truth is, y'all, we all have ways about us that can be annoying. Well, y'all have ways about y'all that can be annoying. I'm pretty sure my husband would not say that I have ways about me that could be annoying. Okay, let me just believe what I want to (laughs) believe. I'm just kidding. But what often happens is that we are much easier on ourselves than we are on our spouses. We look at our issues with so much grace. You know, we say things like, God knows my heart. But we look at the issues of our spouse through the lens of irritation. Why can't he or she get it together? We challenge um, our spouse, but we won't challenge ourselves. Listen, I want you to give your spouse the same grace you want to receive. I don't want you to treat your children or your family or your coworkers better than you treat your spouse. Make sure that you love your spouse the way you want to be loved. The Bible says in Ephesians, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That's what I want you to do for your spouse. Give them the same grace. If you want to get out of the roommate zone, Give your spouse the same grace that you want. Don't point out every little thing that you see, every little thing you think that they are doing wrong. Don't make it your point to be their critic all the time. Is that cool? All right. Tip number four. You and your spouse should never stop dreaming. You remember when the two of you um, got together, when you first got together and you had such big plans for your future. You remember when you would talk forever about what you wanted to see in your relationship, what you wanted to accomplish together. Do you remember um, how you guys used to talk about what your future was going to look like? Remember, we're talking about getting out of the roommate zone. Roommates aren't trying to build a future together. Roommates don't have a need to think about what their forever will look like. But you and your spouse aren't interested in just being roommates, right? If that's the case, it's time to start dreaming again about what forever looks like. Most couples start out with so many dreams. They have big plans. They have these big ideas. Often when I'm doing premarital counseling, I use a, an assessment that I actually use for couples um, who've been married for a while. It's one of my favorite tools. And it um, 
puts your relationship on a category based on how you view it. You could be a conventional couple. You could be a um, conflicted couple, but you could also be an idealistic couple. The couple who has um, these big, big ideals about how great everything is going to be. So um, we don't want you to have rose colored glasses because marriage is challenging. But do you you do remember when the two of you had these big dreams, you have this big idea about what forever looks like. But then life happens and you get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the day to day stuff. And before you know it, you stop dreaming. If you want to stay out of the roommate zone, find time to just dream cast. That'll help you and your spouse reconnect as you imagine what is to come and what you can build and plan for together. All right, y'all, we're at the halfway mark. It's time for tip number five. Tip number five is learn the art of compromise. Oh, this one's tough for me. If you're going to live with peace with someone else, you got to learn how to compromise. There have been all types of studies that show how your upbringing impacts your relationship. Within the Couples Connection, our virtual online program, I teach about how your birth order can impact how you show up in your marriage. If you were the only child or the youngest child, you may find it difficult when you don't get your way. But in the same way, if you were the oldest, you may find that you want to control how things go all the time. Can you imagine if an only child and an oldest child got together? Woo! You know, that could be a challenge. I mean, it's not a challenge you can't overcome, but that could be a challenge. So let me help you. Just because it's the way you've always done it, it doesn't mean that's the way it always has to be. If you know that you can be stuck in your ways, Robin May, Robin. Robin May. If you know you can be stuck in your ways, it's important that you commit to giving in more than you do. Again, if you are living with a roommate and you find that your roommate is spoiled or selfish or self-centered, you can either disengage from them or you could just find yourself another roommate. But that's not what we want to do when it comes to our marriages. Remember this key. Compromising helps you both feel respected and connected. All right. Tip number six. You want to be a safe place. You want to be a safe place for your spouse. Listen, y'all, life is tough. People can be harsh. Drama is around every corner. That's why you want to make sure you are a place of refuge from the storms of life for your spouse. Now, I know that sounded a little dramatic. I'm not saying you got to be Jesus, but you want to make sure your spouse wants to come home. One of the greatest compliments my husband tells me is that I want to come home every day. Creating an environment that makes your spouse feel at peace is a beautiful gift to your marriage. Now, listen, that doesn't mean that you ignore issues at all. And it doesn't mean that you sugarcoat shortcomings. That's definitely not what it means. But it does mean, however, that you are wise enough to know when it's time to go there and when it's time to simply be there you got that all right y'all we just have three more tips to go um don't forget to go to ibelieveinmarriage.com slash episode 19 to get your hands on this freebie all 10 tips will be there plus one question per tip to give you a chance to assess where you and your spouse are all right tip number seven this may be the most important one on the list if you want to stay out of the roommate zone If you want to make sure that you and your spouse aren't just living in the same house, but not living life together, then you want to be the president of your spouse's fan club. Listen, I need you to go ahead and create your flyer 
I need you to order your pens. It's time for you to run for office. And truthfully, there shouldn't be anyone else fit for the job. You want to be the president of your spouse's fan club. I want you to make a commitment that no one will ever out cheer you when it comes to your spouse. Y'all, I saw a meme one day that said, I don't care if you are on my spouse, if you're one of my spouse's fans, just don't come out of the stands. <laughs> Baby, when I tell you, I said, A to the man, amen. You can be his fan, but don't you dare come out of those stands. <laughs> I want to challenge you to make sure that you are the loudest person celebrating, encouraging, and supporting your partner for life. Remember, when they win, you win. We all gravitate to where there is applause. It's just human nature. So you want to make sure that you are the president of your spouse's fan club. All right, y'all, here's tip number eight. You and your spouse need to have some time to play together. You and your spouse need to find a hobby, discover something new, laugh. I want y'all to lighten up a bit. You and your spouse need to regularly set time on the calendar that allows you to simply enjoy one another. If you don't put it on the calendar, it's not going to happen. Can I tell you again? If you don't put it on the calendar, it's not going to happen. You need to be silly. You need to laugh. You need to act up. A couple that plays together stays together. And listen, your budget doesn't matter. If you are balling, then go ahead and ball out. If things are tight, then you just need to get creative. I want to go on and on here because this is so important, but I'm not. I'm going to calm down. But listen, I do not want you and your spouse to be two ships that pass in the night. Make sure that you are intentionally investing in your I do. Okay. Can you promise me? All right, y'all, we have two more to go. Let me see how I'm doing on my time goal. Ooh, I'm doing good. I have seven more minutes and I bet you I'm going to finish before my seven minutes are up. So I might just keep this under 30 minutes. Okay, let's wrap it on up. Here's tip number nine. I want you to consider your spouse daily. The book of Hebrews tells us that we should consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. To consider someone means to take them into account, to think about them. Can you imagine how much more connected we would feel to our partners if we both intentionally considered one another daily? If you considered your spouse before you made that big decision. If you considered your spouse before you posted that on social media, if you considered your spouse before you went there, did that or acted that way, the difference between living with someone and living life with someone can be found in how we consider that person. I've had plenty of roommates in my life and I didn't have to consider them on every decision that I made. I didn't have to consider them before I did um before I posted something or if I decided to go out, I didn't have to consider them. The most I needed to do is consider them if I decided I was going to um, uh, have some friends over. So if I'm just living with you, I don't have to consider you in my daily decisions. But if I'm living life with you, I probably would want to. Remember, with marriage, there comes automatic accountability. And with accountability is a willingness to think about what you do and what you don't do and how that impacts your spouse. Alrighty then, drum roll please. Here is our final tip. Tip number 10. I want you to be intimate. 
And by be intimate, I mean, I want you to have a lot of sex. And by sex, I mean a whole lot of sex, okay? <laughs> Physical intimacy is a gift from God for married couples. I did a whole episode a whole episode on this topic on episode number 16. So make sure you go check that out. So again, y'all listen. Sex is a gift from God for married couples. And while it feels good or it should, it also serves a greater purpose. Sex really does help married couples become one physically emotionally and spiritually. The purpose is to keep us joined together even when the demands of life try and tear us apart. Listen, when couples are having challenges, their sexual consistency is impacted and that can be expected, but you don't want that again to become the norm. All right. Now, listen, I have to go here because we're all adults here, right? So you're thinking, well, Robin, there are plenty of roommates who are, uh, getting down. I'm so, I'm so old school. There are plenty of people who are roommates who are getting down, you know, that friends with benefits kind of stuff, but I'm not talking about random sex without commitment that doesn't honor God. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm encouraging you and your spouse to do is work hard to maintain a sexual healthy relationship so that your marriage can continue to be connected beyond the surface. All right, y'all. So we've gone over all 10 of these very practical strategies for staying out of the roommate zone. Can I give them to you one more time? Here are the 10 tips. And remember, you'll get all of these when you go to ibelieveinmarriage.com slash episode 19. Number one, keep it real to keep it right. Number two, give one another space. Number three, give grace the way you want it. Four, never stop dreaming. Five, you got to learn the art of compromise. Six, you want to be a safe space, a safe place for your spouse. Number seven, you better be the president of your spouse's fan club. Number eight, play together, have fun, hang out. Number nine, consider your spouse daily. And then number 10, be intimate. Have yourself a whole lot of sex. All right, y'all, that's it for episode 19. Remember, if this podcast is encouraging you and your marriage, can you make sure you share it with your family and friends? Don't forget to go to ibelieveinmarriage.com slash episode 19 for your freebie. All right, y'all, I did it. We kept it under, um, well, the content. The content is under 30 minutes, all right? Um, Until next time, here is to your I do. Well, that's it for this session. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Listen, a lot of times during these episodes, I know that you may need some further support or you want to dive a little bit deeper on what it takes to really create a marriage that God intended just for you and your spouse. Well, I would love for you to consider joining me in the Couples Connection community. The Couples Connection is a virtual place for you and your spouse to pause long enough to prioritize your marriage. I believe the couple's connection is just the thing that you need to have ongoing resources to help you and your spouse. You can check it out by visiting www.pauseandconnect.com. That's pauseandconnect.com. I hope to see you over in the couple's connection.